0: Okay, welcome. It's indisputable. I got a lot of show today. My contributor helping me break down news of the day. Dina Dahl, law and crime legal analyst and remarkable person. Ladies and gentlemen, top news story of the day. We covered this a few weeks ago. Let me bring your attention to Vanessa Bryant, okay? If you remember LA County, said that she must undergo a psychological evaluation by their psychiatrist because of the legal claim against the county. Mainly officers, deputies who decided to take pictures of the crash site of her husband and her daughter. It did cause emotional distress. So we covered this when it initially happened. The county wanted to mandate her, compel her to undergo this, what seems to be insensitive obligation to prove her distress. Now, statutorily based on law, typically you do have to prove these things. Well, a federal judge has now said, hold up, not so fast. Let me give you the background, all right? After asking that Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa Bryant, take a psychiatric exam as part of her lawsuit against Los Angeles County, a federal judge denied the request. According to the Associated Press, Los Angeles County attempted to have Bryant and others submit to psychiatric evaluations to determine if those who are testifying in the case suffered emotional distress over photos of the crash scene and bodies at the site of Colby and their daughter Gigi's death. Mrs. Bryan is suing because photos were taken and shared by the county sheriff's deputies and firefighters. So now you see the violation of protocol. Obviously, these individuals are significantly insensitive POS's. We see that, that's clear, right? Of course, there's emotional distress. It was shared all over the world because of these deputies. Now, remember, initially, these deputies, they kept this to themselves. It was a cover up, a cover up. They literally tried to hide the fact that it actually came from them. So the lawsuit is definitely justified, okay? US Magistrate Court judge said Los Angeles County's motion to compel a psychiatric evaluation was untimely. The lawsuit filed by Brian is scheduled to start in February. Last year, Attorneys for Vanessa Bryant filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the company that operated the helicopter that caused the deaths of her husband and 13 year old daughter and seven other passengers. Bryant's complaint filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court is against Island Express Helicopters, Island Express Holding Corp and the Pilots Estate, okay? Attorneys for the county argued that since Bryant had not viewed the actual pictures, And they weren't shared publicly. They wanted to determine whether she genuinely suffered emotional distress. They wanted to require Bryant and other family members of the people who perished in the helicopter crash, including the children, to undergo psychiatric evaluations as independent medical examinations. Now, even though the judge has said, nope, can't do it. It's untimely, meaning you waited too damn late. There's another motion in the motion to amend that could actually overturn this ruling and we will be discussing it again if that happens. Now, I'm not an attorney at law, but Ms. Dahl is. Ms. Dahl, what do you see happening? What is the likely scenario? Will the county now drop this and simply do the right thing by this family and the other families?
1: probably not they'll probably continue this fight i mean their obligation as lawyers is to be as vigorous as possible in the defense of this lawsuit even if it is very distasteful even if you know we kind of can see this and think you know how awful it is to put these families through like you said usually you have to show evidence you know if you claimed that you had Monetary damages, you would show proof that you lost money. So to show emotional, emotional damages as they do here, it's not unusual for them to ask for some sort of medical examination to show that. I mean, her lawyer said, you know, she did already testify to her emotional distress in her deposition, which is also true. So whether or not even with they amend it and they can overcome this timeliness. Whether or not substantively they will be able to compel that or not is unclear. As you said, the judge decided this on procedural, not yep. substantive, deciding that yes, you know, the time for this request had passed.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, this could be front and center again based on a motion
2: to amend later. all right Trump
0: train you know the people that are on the Trump train well some Trump supporters in Texas decided to harass Biden supporters in Texas who do you think the law enforcement actually supported hmm? it was October 30th 2020. A caravan of 50 Texas Trump supporters in their vehicles begin to dangerously harass Biden campaign staff members. Let me take you to the video. Take the I-35 north ramp. According to reports, they, they actually thought that Kamala Harris may be on that bus. So now, law enforcement, the local police who did absolutely nothing but joked about it, who said they would not help, they are being sued by those Biden staff members, rightfully so. All right, according to a new lawsuit, the local police did not take the threatening situation seriously. Uh, and even refused to assist. That's based on this lawsuit. Uh, two Biden-Harris campaign workers, the driver of the bus, and a former Texas state senator are the ones who are suing. Let me give you background, okay? This did take place last year. The lawsuit is recent. On October 30th of last year, the so-called Trump train, waving MAGA and Confederate flags, surrounded the Biden-Harris bus. Sometimes coming within three or four inches of sideswiping it, according to the lawsuit. Some vehicles braked abruptly in front of the bus, forcing the large vehicle to drive dangerously slow on the highway. While others swerved their vehicles in an effort to drive the bus onto the uh, throughway shoulder, at least one person in the Trump caravan slammed into the SUV of a campaign staffer who was following close behind the bus. Now, I know that may be a difficult image to imagine. But remember, you have the bus and you also have others who are connected to the caravan. They're following the bus, all right? So these are support staff members of the campaign. So there you go, that's your visual, all right? We got B-roll two, that's happening, you see that? Okay, those on board the bus tried to contact the police repeatedly. Yep, they did to request an escort, but their pleas were never answered. The ordeal went on for at least 90 minutes over an hour before law enforcement, a town over outside of that jurisdiction agreed to step in and help the bus get away from the Trump supporters. According to the lawsuit, the reprieve came when they crossed into the city of Kyle, Texas, where police agreed to provide an escort and protection. Isn't that a damn shame? They are being harassed. They are in a dangerous situation for over an hour. It gets deeper, it gets much deeper. The encounter made the campaign cancel the rest of their cross state tour. Um, this is how a police corporal and dispatch responded to the 911 calls. I'm gonna read what they said. This is now part of the public record. No, we're not going to do it. Meaning help them, okay? Police Corporal Matthew Danzer told a dispatcher according to a call between between the two cited in the lawsuit. He later added that they monitor the train for traffic violations at most and he suggested that the bus drive defensively or just leave. The dangerous predicament they were in, damn. <laughs> the dispatcher mocked the frantic campaign staffer who tried to report it to them. One of the guys following the Biden trains like they're being aggressive, man, nah, 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 was the response on record. She said during a conversation with Danzo over the phone, the dispatcher would later relay the corporal's message to one of the campaign staffers who was there. Uh, This lawsuit is a doozy, okay? Now, I've never seen anything like this before, attorney. Uh, Literally, you have a 911 call. You have police saying, we will not assist. And this is all rooted in the politics of the fact that these are Biden staffers, campaign staffers, calling about Trump campaign staffers. And because they support Trump, they're willing to let these staffers die because that is a possibility here rather than provide simple as traffic assistance. This is unbelievable.
1: I agree, it's unbelievable and it's an instance where thank goodness, we have the mechanism of the judicial system because we need to hold these people accountable. It's kind of crazy because they get a police escort and then lose a police escort and then regain it. Literally yeah. just depending on their location, that is wrong. Even if they weren't actually associated with any political campaign, that would be wrong. It's very clear they're being aggressively you know, on this highway. It's a dangerous situation. I think a traffic accident did occur as a result of it. But when you then add on this democratic, Component to it. They were trying to fulfill their, a democratic function in our country and could not get a police escort when needed is actually really scary. And it's thank goodness they have this lawsuit to hopefully prevent something like this from happening again.
0: Well said. Well said. Do you think cops would like to kill you and get away with it? You think they talk like that amongst themselves in a serious way? Well, if you don't think so, I'm going to bring your attention to a few cops who wish they could operate that way. Um, this was originally posted last month on TikTok. Uh, the video was reposted on Reddit. Let me take you to the first video, here it is. Hey, how you doing officers?
3: Good. Uh,
0: can I get your names and badge numbers?
3: Sure, can I have your ID please? Uh, no, didn't, you can't. Excuse me. Is oh. that, have you not heard that before? I, I've heard it plenty of times. It's just I'm surprised because, well, my name and my badge number is right here. Uh-huh. Okay, you T- see it? Tibbetts? Yep, 640. The pen is blocking the, the number. Oh. 640? Yep. And Dennis, 647? So I was told that you were asked to leave. Okay, so would you is like that, to know- Is that correct? Would you like to know what I'm doing here, sir? Were you asked to leave? Sir, can would you like to know what I'm doing I here? I would like to answer my question. Sir, this is a public library. Okay, I, see where, I see where this is going. I want you to ask my question. I see, I, to see, leave. I see where this is going. Where are you asked to leave? I see where the this is going. To leave. You I'm alone. gathering content for a story. Perfect. I have freedom of press. This is public building and I'm allowed to be here and I'm allowed to record. Regardless of what their policy says, policy does not trump law. So unless I'm breaking the law, I can't be trespassed from a public building. Hey, uh Tibbets. Officer Tibbets. Um, the- uh, Yeah, the- uh, policies, they don't they don't supersede law, just so you know that, okay? Oh, I didn't know that. It goes law, goes the constitution, law, then policies, okay? I have okay? no idea. Okay, and I have, a, I have a constitutional right to be filming uh-huh. here, so. Okay. Great, so I I'm just letting that. you know. I'm letting you know because no you, don't, you don't know the constitution, obviously. I don't, so. obviously. I don't no you idea. took an oath to it though, Tibbetts. Dude, why you got to be such a tyrant? You got to be such a tyrant. <laughs> uh, see what I'm doing there? Acting like a child? Yeah. This is not going to end well with you. You know that. Okay, we'll see. We no, will I'm see. I'm telling you. We will see. Okay. I'm not scared of you. i are not know. supposed to be scared of us. I don't care. I'm okay, great. Saying. Listen, before you guys even arrest me, the thing that's gonna happen is you have to tell me to leave, right? No, no, no. So no, no, no. We, no, no. This I, is we're in charge here. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna tell me to leave, and then you're gonna have what, to give us an ID. Do? If you don't give us an ID, not gonna, gonna, gonna happen. To go, then you're gonna have to go. Not down gonna down, happen. I'm, I'm not just breaking now. any laws. You, you're breaking their law, and they need to find out. <laughs>
2: I'm just saying.
3: Okay, just calm down. Use your de-escalation, man. Come on, what are you doing? Just de-escalation?
2: Listen. What? You're now just, I'm, dude. It's I'm not so, gonna end well with you. I'll I'm be
0: honest. Okay, we're gonna see exactly how this ends. Now you can agree or disagree. With the style of the individual who is recording, let me see if you agree with this from the cops.
2: I'm telling you right now, five years ago, with this, he yeah. would have been on the ground. Absolutely, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago,
0: that. Yeah, just keep it. I mean, damn! Just a few years ago, you would have done all that. He's telling the truth. You see, Black Lives Matter, the movement for justice and equity the movement in defense of unarmed black and brown bodies being killed by the police it has put them on guard he said the truth he said hey a few years ago you know we would have got down we would have had his ass on the ground he means it okay he's the OG of the crowd right he's the more mature officer here he doesn't give a damn about your constitutional rights now according to the report uh, the officers were suspended, retrained after they basically said that they would engage in criminal activity. Retrained, and now they're back on the force. That's the problem. We keep talking about reform, when we should be talking about replacement. Nowhere in the hell should any of those cops still be cops today. Miss Dahl, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, you know initially in terms of just the, the citizen reporter, I don't think he actually has the law right. Um, a library is similar to a courtroom and they can restrict filming in there. But that's just kind of like as a lawyer, I kind of have to put mm-hmm. that out there. It is Really, you know, I think the problem with the police officer statement is it's the attitude that they have, you know, and like you said, okay, they can be trained maybe on police practices, but how do you change an attitude that somebody with a gun is going to come and bring to their job? And it's how do you even know what their attitude is? And then when you know it, How do you change it? I think that's what makes it so hard. It does, thank goodness, though, we have made some progress, you know, that at least they do realize that they cannot, you know, do it with impunity like before. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can call that progress. But at the end of the day, if they still have that internal attitude, you know, that's affecting them as they do their job. How do you work that out? That's a really difficult question to answer.
0: That's right. And listen, the policies are correct. Like they have written policies against conversations like this. But culture eats policy alive every day. You saw the culture, damn the policy. The culture is what causes these issues. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me remind you of a few things. Don't forget that the conversation is today. Our sister Senator Nina Turner will be hosting 530 PM Eastern time, 2.30 PM Pacific time. Go to tyt.com forward slash live or on YouTube. Also, the Twitchation Room right after Indisputable, okay? That is a Twitch exclusive. That's our sis, and she is so funny. All right, twitch.tv forward slash TYT. And do not forget, big announcement, because TYT is looking for you. Why are we looking for you? Because we're looking for writers and producers and individuals that can do short form editorial videos on breaking news, political stories with a progressive point of view. We're talking about content creators for Rebel HQ, if that's you, If you're the person, I need you right now to go to tyt.com forward slash careers. All right, to apply, okay? Let me read some of these comments. Um, Mickey see the silver haired dragon says, of course she needs a psych eval. After all, the horrendous sudden loss of her child and husband wasn't enough of a trauma. What's the problem with taking pics and selling them? Why would that upset her? Lynn, the cops who took the photos need to undergo psych exams. Boom, Eric the red says first you you're victimized by the cops and firefighters, then you're victimized by the justice system as you're trying to get justice. I'm glad to see there's at least some bounds for the madness here. Yep, Colorado blue blazer regular, is it wrong to think the bus driver should have told everyone to buckle up and go full road warrior? Jambo, Gino. The Texas Trump train was a violent mob on wheels. That's right. Yeah. Um, H.R. Cat two and I think Danyon. I believe. Um, cops making noise in the library. Nobody uses the opportunity to tell them to shh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been priceless. I mean, <laughs> you needed a Karen there. Karen would have done that. That that's in some situations. <laughs> All right. A Karen may be valuable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> YouTube super chat. Um, Aquarius Dragon is sadly, it's sad because they know there is a market out there for people who love gore. Yeah. Um, Rose Rosie, LA County wanted to embarrass Vanessa. How dare she be upset? They took pictures of her husband and child in their worst state. LA County's behavior is gross. Um, Trump train lawsuit. Hulk and break. Cult wag jobs should have been all pulled over and arrested. Of course they should have, right? Peter Hamby. It was a plan. It was a planned plan. Serve and protect is a joke. Cops Biden their name from the Haiku Dragon. Thank you. All right, let's go to Twitch. Okay, glitteriest Lady Dread. How is this not assault with a deadly weapon? Talking about the Trump train. Yeah. Alright. Um, cop who wants to kill without consequences. Resto Dragon says this guy has knowledge and brass cojones. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call
1: the police on him for having a barbecue on a In- Sunday? You must do
3: back off. I'm gonna tell him there's an African American man threatening my luck.
2: And then lemurs, I like to call you, Lawson Reamer. You're a little monkey. I'd like to see you hang from a tree. And then Wooten, you're Aunt Jemima. And yeah, syrup won't sweeten and cause your diabetic sorry, coma fast I'm enough sorry. either. You are not allowed to say that to her. You are not oh, allowed to say that to I say can't that say her. that you're a fat you didn't piece call of shit. Oh, well, you are first not allowed responded. To say that. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. They actually sorry. responded. The Let's have a dialogue. The chair is not here. I'm going to ask you to apologize to her. No. You are not allowed. A piece of furniture. A chair. you furniture you're not a allowed chair has to more intelligence to than you ooh you're so angry you are not allowed can you please no you're up? garbage you
0: are not allowed to talk to her that way you are not allowed to talk to her that way racist yeah mm mm-hmm. Mhm absolutely but he wants to be famous so we are going to oblige i have found out who he is well technically my production staff <laughs> the best on the planet. You're going to be fascinated by this guy, okay? This male Karen, who was in San Diego during a city council meeting where board members voted 3 2 in favor of vaccine mandates for new employees. Well, he had a problem with this, okay? All right, so who is he? His name is Jason Robo, who according to his website, Get this, he's a personal trainer. He's a comedian. He's a fire dancer and a radio DJ who also ran for city council last year unsuccessfully, okay? Let's just keep that picture up for a minute. Yeah, there he is. Mr. Fire dancing, comedian, personal trainer, radio DJ, failed politician extraordinaire. You are my Karen of the day. Ms. Dahl, I have a question. Why do you think individuals are coming out even more so in public arenas, right? These are public arenas showing their racism and bigotry while they are still trying to be independent business people. Everything that he is, is an independent business. I mean, a DJ, a fire dancer, All of this is entrepreneurial, right? Doesn't he know that people typically do not hire racist people?
1: Well, you know, I think our former president, you know, changed (laughs) the culture. Mm. He made it not only okay but actually celebrated to say these really he said lots of mean hateful racist sexist comments and people loved him and I think that sent them I mean a, a segment of the people loved him and I think it sent a message that somehow this was cool or maybe even manly or whatever and this man has obviously wants to emulate that and whatever that is wherever that comes from in our society like I really really hope we've root that out because it has definitely become bigger than just our former president. And we should, the fact that anybody thinks that they can speak like that in public, and like you said, somehow it may do well for his business is sad And and, and hopefully it's the opposite.
0: Yeah, well, listen, congratulations, Jason Robo, you're not telling jokes, you are
2: one. All right, next story. Fascinating,
0: really fascinating. Kyle Rittenhouse, um, killer, okay? His attorney is arguing that his killing, him killing others, justified self defense because of a skateboard. I kid you not. Here's some of the video. Sure
2: to look at the whole skateboard, the size of that skateboard, the trucks of that skateboard. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to be able to hold up that skateboard in front of you as evidence today, because then you could see it. You could see the weight and the heft of what a skateboard is. And what that skateboard would do is somebody takes it in their hand and swings down on somebody's shoulder, head and neck, trying to separate the head from the body.
0: Cal Rittenhouse illegally traveled across state lines with a gun that he had no legal access to, to participate in criminal activity, felony activity, and killed multiple individuals and tried to kill a third but was unsuccessful. And somehow a person with a damn skateboard is the reason he killed. Now that sounds like somebody who's trying to defend themselves from a killer in their community. That's what it sounds like to me, but this is the defense strategy. I'm glad we have an attorney on the show. Also Rittenhouse, 18 years of age, faces six criminal counts, including first degree intentional homicide in the shooting deaths of two men and wounding of another. In the aftermath of protest over a police shooting in Kenosha, that's Wisconsin. That was August 2020. Very famous case. Twenty jurors will hear the case, and that number will be cut to 12 to reach a verdict. The county is 75% white, and the jury, naturally, overwhelmingly white. This is going to be quite interesting as a defense. Um, is there some there there, attorney?
1: Well, I wanna point out the fact that he is gonna, he's being on trial for three counts, and they will be separate, right? Mm-hmm. So only one of those men had a skateboard. So it is possible the juror, if they even believe the skateboard theory, could acquit him of that charge and still convict him of murder for the other man that was killed. So just to make that point, and you know the defense can argue whatever they want, right? They can argue that the skateboard is was used as a weapon. They don't have that much to argue, so it makes sense that they would use that argument. But the fact is they have to convince 12 people that his use of the skateboard was so threatening that it entitled the person to use uh, harm. And I think that the most um, the most difficult fact for them to overcome is that the man who did try to hit him with the skateboard then turned around and ran and was shot in the back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always kind of say, like, be careful what you say in opening statement because you really have to back that up. Otherwise, yep. you just lose the jury. And so, even if this man is claiming the skateboard is so big and heavy it could really hurt him. How do you explain away the fact that he didn't shoot him when the man was on top of him with the skateboard but actually running away? Who cares then at that point how big that skateboard is? And I think that fact is the thing that the prosecution is going to be able to really use
0: in this case. Attorney Dahl, my law professor would be so proud of my next question to you. Kyle Rittenhouse was obviously in violation of the law. Obviously, cross state lines in additional violation of the law. He was in that state without having lawful access to the weapon in the first place. He was engaging in unlawful behavior, unlawful activity when this happened. How much of that weighs on the probability that there's no justification for him killing anyone because he was in fact, under an unlawful dynamic when he engaged the citizens.
1: You know, I think it will help, but they still have to prove, you know, that there this was an intentional murder and it was not self defense. So there is a separate element of the murder. You know, it's not like he's being tried for felony murder. Yeah. Which you would say that, hey, he's in the commission of a felony using this illegal weapon, and then somebody was killed. They actually do have to prove separately, but it does help in terms of intent for the prosecution to say, you know, it wasn't as if somebody came to his home and he was using a lawful gun. No, he crossed it lines with the gun, why did he use it? Did he have intent to use this gun? So it definitely plays into their um, argument for intent.
0: Now, from the case, we remember the video of Cal Rittenhouse walking around with his weapon visible, Uh, he was talking to police. He was saying that he was there to protect them. That narrative gave him a certain amount of protection. Will that narrative protect him, in your opinion, with this majority white jury in a district that is heavily conservative?
1: You know, every juror is asked to set aside their opinions in a more general societal case and really look at the facts of the case. Now, if they do that, and surprisingly, juries. Are actually usually very good at doing that, okay. and if they do that, then it doesn't matter, you know, what they may think of, you know, militias in general, and whether or not he thought he had any power or not. It's really only going to matter is if he did, and we know he didn't. You know, militias don't actually have any legal authority, and I really do think that this case is going to come down to whether or not the juries believe he acted in self-defense or not, and okay. that's it.
0: All right. We got more on the other side.
2: It's indisputable, stick and stay.
0: All right, welcome back. We got a lot on the agenda. Let's go to the comments. TYT member worst case scenario dragon, did that guy call someone a limmer? Cray Cray Soufflé. Wow. Jack of all trades, loser. Uh, please go down with the ship, Gilligan. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Eric the Red. I guess skateboarders are more dangerous than assault rifles. Or well, skateboards are more dangerous than assault rifles. Uh, they should equip soldiers with those instead, huh? <laughs> YouTube, Super Chat, MailCare. Uh, this is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Um, Softbatch says that. Um, Evan says self defense has no meaning anymore. Yep. No one says my skateboard is an undercover guillotine. Moondragon says only in the zombie apocalypse. All right. Twitch. Jamal Sato, comedian, probably never made anyone laugh before. (laughs) Home. Here comes the Tony. Uh, is that a tiki torch? Yeah, all right, and sweet. Sweets to the sweet, yes. A skateboard is apparently a machete. Yeah, that's according to the defense, obviously, right? Okay, um, these folks are going too damn far. I mean, I'm so serious now. QAnon members in Dallas. They believed that President Kennedy, who's been dead since 1963. And his son JFK Jr. Who's been dead since 1999. Let's put up their pictures, okay? QAnon members in Dallas, gathered yesterday because they believed these two men. Now I'm not making this up. That these two men would resurrect from the dead to declare Donald Trump as (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all, I'm trying to get through this story with a straight face. (laughs) So sorry, that's so unprofessional. They (laughs) believed that these two men were going to resurrect from the dead to declare Donald Trump as President of the United States. Here's the video.
1: Twelve twenty nine. Any minute now, the big reveal. Crowd is big, ready to go.
0: You saw that crowd, right? Ah. 12.30 12.30 p.m. was important central time because that was right around the time of Kennedy Singer's assassination. All right, so 12.30 p.m. approach, the hundreds of people gathered at the Kennedy assassination site at the Plaza began to chant. God bless America and JFK. The chanting dwindled after the Kennedys failed to appear. An hour later, the crowd had dwindled to roughly a few dozen people standing in the rain. Now, you have to laugh not to cry. <laughs> but but this is what we're dealing with, okay? This is what we're dealing with. It gets deeper, rather than face their disappointment. Though the QAnon faithful quickly pivoted to a new prediction, claiming that the Kennedys and a host of other late celebrities would unveil themselves at a rolling at a Rolling Stones concert in Dallas later that day. Now, do you understand why I advocate so hard for access to mental health care? There's no way you can tell me that these folks have a mental health care provider. And I take this seriously. I advocate for it because there's no, there's no way they could call somebody and say, listen, doc, this is what I'm thinking, okay? These people believe this, they believe it. You have to start from the reality of that premise. They believe these things and they are being massively manipulated by people who don't really believe it. You see, that's the part that's evil. The people who are on the ground, they're not evil, they're misguided, they're vulnerable. Some of them, they have some issues, right? But they're not the evil ones, the evil ones are those manipulating their vulnerabilities. Those are the evil ones. Pisses me off. Okay. Ms. Dahl, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
1: For one, I was very confused of why they thought Robert, you know, JFK Jr. would be Trump's vice president. I always try to find the logic. You know, I mean, isn't he a Democrat? So that, you know, but anyway, but I agree. You know, this is.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, attorney. (laughs) Yeah. Attorney. You're literally trying to find logic in any of this. I know. No. I know. That
1: you know that's that's how my brain works. I'm like, "Okay, so assuming this is true." <laughs> but why why? Okay, that part they lost me. Let's just yep. say that <laughs> they had me until then. No, but you know it's a cult, right? And I've I've heard from family members who have lost people in this yep. QAnon cult. And what you're pointing about mental health—I mean, that's the real tragedy here—is people are being manipulated and lied to. And also the fact that we have two Congress people who are QAnon believers. And so the fact that we're having Democratic people who are really deciding major issues involved in this is also the real issue. So, as, as ridiculous as we all can know that this is, um, you know, again, I always kind of ask, like, what do you, what do you do about it? I mean, at least here you're highlighting it, which is great.
0: Yeah. All right. An old man who's a preacher who has a big following uh, claims that he's about to grab his gun because he's about that life and go to Texas. Here's the video. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun, if they're a godless commie.
1: Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads.
0: I,
2: didn't have, I hate math. somebody say me. You're going up against the cartel, a heavily armed cartel. But consider what might be behind you, and that's US federal troops. Who are going to shoot you in the back. Yes. On orders of Mariarcus. The communists running Homeland Security. They're going to betray the Americans. I fear a massacre is coming. A massacre of Americans on the Texas border. When it happens, it all breaks loose at that point because we all have to pick up our arms and head to Texas. All of us. I will walk away from true news. I will go to Texas and I will fight. If this happens, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to Texas to fight because there's nothing left. But if you, think, if you think Biden is going to defend the republic, Biden is Obama's stooge. Obama's running this operation. Obama is the president of the United States. The communist street organizer is running the Biden administration. Joe Biden is still Obama's vice president. And Obama is Bringing down the Republic. Get ready for it. Something big is coming on the border of Texas, and it's coming soon.
0: Okay. His name is Rick Wiles, okay? So, End Times conspiracy theorist Rick Wiles claims Barack Obama and George Soros are orchestrating a plan for heavily armed drug cartels to invade Texas and slaughter Americans. Should that happen, this preacher vows to personally, personally go to Texas and fight. Here's what my dad would say to Rick Wiles. He ain't gonna bust the soft side of a grape. He won't do a damn thing, but he will radicalize others. He will take advantage of the mental vulnerability of others to do this dirty work on his behalf. Now, you may find this odd. You may say, Doc, obviously, he doesn't represent the mainstream of what conservatives think. Let me bring your attention to the Public Religion Research Institute. Researchers at the PRSI, a nonprofit found that 30% of Republicans, agreed with the statement, because things have gotten so far off track. True American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. Among Americans who believe the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump, which it was not. Almost 40% of them believe that violence may be required. In other words, this guy represents a growing trend of conservatives and their movement and way of thinking in the United States of America. So let's get this right. They are anti-constitution. They are anti-laws of the land. They are anti-democracy. But somehow they are pro-America. They're still the patriots. They want to literally kill other Americans, but adopt a patriotic point of view. You can't do that. You can't have both. But somehow they're getting away with it. Attorney, what are your thoughts?
1: We've talked a lot. We've heard a lot, you know, of, of this rhetoric on this show, and I'm just always struck by kind of the eagerness, you know, a lot of the people who talk this way—they have their guns in their home, and they just. I feel the sense that they are wanting an opportunity to use them. They are eager for this civil war, this fight that has to happen. We're not sure if it's too many movies or too many whatever they're watching. But that's what scares me this the most is this apparent desire to have this existential fight on their part.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see what happens because uh, naturally, we see individuals, they are becoming more bold in their proclamation about violence against other Americans. Uh, they are becoming more dogmatic in their resolve uh, to say on public forums, public platforms, uh, we are going to engage in violence. And my question is should these individuals be under some level of observation? Should they be investigated? Um, should they be on some kind of watch list? Because of this rhetoric, and and here's one answer: if their last names would be would have been Muhammad, the answer is yes, right? They definitely would have been under observation by this government. I wonder why they get a pass here. What are your thoughts?
1: I mean, it is possible that they are under observation. I know a few people that did come for the Capitol, you know, the riots were under FBI observation before. But I also think that they, the FBI has taken too long to recognize domestic terrorism as a real threat. I hope that they are taking it more seriously now, and maybe we just aren't as aware of how investigated they are toward these people.
0: All right. Let me bring your attention to the CEO of McDonald's who has been caught in a scandal that has real racist connections. Okay, Um, let's put up his picture. Let's put up the picture of the McDonald's CEO. His name is Chris Kempzinski. The CEO of McDonald's is now facing backlash for an alleged racist text message that he sent to the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Blaming the parents of two murder victims for their killings. So let me read to you the statement, okay? P.S. Tragic shootings last week, both at our restaurant yesterday and with Adam Toledo. With both, the parents failed those kids, which I know is something you can't say. Even harder to fix. That's what the CEO wrote to the mayor of Chicago. Let's put up a picture of Adam. Adam was 13 years old, Adam is dead. On March 29th, 2021 in Chicago, Illinois, a 13 year old boy named Adam Toledo was shot and killed by Officer Eric Stillman. Adam Toledo was a 7th grader at Gary Elementary described by his mother as a sweet boy with a love for Legos and Hot Wheel cars. The surveillance footage revealed Officer Steelman repeatedly shouting to Toledo to stop and put his hands up. The video shows this kid stopped and started to raise his hands and the officer still killed him. Now here's why the CEO is in hot fire, here's why. He didn't moralize on the cop. He didn't say what a tragedy. Why would the cop kill this 13 year old? Oh My God, is there anything I can do to help this family? No, somehow it's the 13 year old's fault when there's video damn it. There's video of an unarmed teenager being killed by the police and this is the rhetoric. So the CEO has come out, he's apologized. He said his response was inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. And maybe this is a teachable moment for the guy. But once again, there you have it, the bias, the protection that you feel as a white male in America, you can never understand why a 13 year old young man of color would run away from a cop. He was unarmed, never should have been killed. He was raising his hands, he should be alive. All right, Miss Dahl, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, it reminds me of kind of the NFL email in secret, you know, mm. was so much different than his public persona. And we do look to leaders, corporate leaders, to not just talk the talk, but yep. to really, you know, mean it and to take action. And this is another example of the disconnect, and hopefully he does though take actual meaningful action.
0: We'll see. Protests are starting already at these McDonald's. Um we'll see what happens. Ms. Dahl, always a pleasure to have you, tell us how we could follow you, check out your work.
1: Thank you so much for having me, it was great. Follow me on Twitter, Dahl one
0: Don't forget about the conversation today, 5.30 p.m. Senator Nina Turner, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live or on the YouTube channel for the conversation, okay?